0: Hello, everyone. I love the fact when you come to speak somewhere and the message has already started before you get up and it's just like, all right, first six pages are gone because the Holy Spirit's already at work and very clearly demonstrating um, that he really wants to do something that will be an exchange for each of us today. And if you haven't yet experienced that, it's coming for you. Every time I come into this, this space... I, I was sitting there this morning and just weeping with joy that I can remember spots in this room where the Lord's encountered me already and he's already brought freedom to me just when I've been visiting here. And so I just want to release that expectation over you as you sit and as you're receiving a another sense of us moving into this message The living message is already at work in us and there is healing happening in our seats right now. And the the experience that we had at the women's retreat that Joanne was talking about at Yarra Valley, there were people just sitting and being healed as they were sitting. And so today i know there's a lot of people that really want their bodies to be free from pain and from sickness and so i just release that to be at work in jesus name right now even as we're in a maybe more of a, a sense of just sitting and asking the lord to speak to us he's also at work with us so lord bring that healing so that there will be fulfillment and we will leave from this place in a, in a way that we're different and we'll see measurable change like we did with richard's arm that where there was no movement, Where there was pain, where there was atrophy, there's now going to be strength and healing. So, if you if you would like to, if you're feeling more secure, turn to Luke Luke nineteen, Luke nineteen, because that's where we're going to head to today. But I just want to get there with a little bit of an intro. We're going to be talking about Christ the King, Jesus the King today. And we've already sung it. The message is already alive in our hearts. The King of glory is here. And so today we're going to look at what is it like to have the King and his kingdom at work in your life. Have you been in a place where you know the King has intervened? where you know that you've been in a place, perhaps in worship, where you've been on your knees and you've been surrendering a situation or a moment, and you know the king came and he changed something in that moment. We call it victory, don't we? That's a victory when we see he came and changed something. And every place that you find victory in your hearts, whether it's on your knees or whether it's you're moving into a new place, that's called being conquered his love because the kingdom is about power and love. It's about mercy and generosity and we've seen it at work even here. As we come to visit, you fill us up with more and then we say we want to give back to you as well. That's the generous kingdom at work and so today I want you to have a think about places where you have found victory in your heart already because they're the moments that can never be robbed from you. They are moments that create convictions in you. And when you're convinced of that reality of victory, you can never have that taken from you. So today as I'm talking, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you of moments where you have been in a place of victory because the King has intervened in your life. And I just want you to know that when you're conquered by his love and you rise into a new place of being victorious in that area, you will take victory everywhere you go because the king now has that place in your heart in your life and you know what victory looks like there is no neutral ground no neutral grounds when we're worshipers of the king c.s lewis says it's the best and i just think that um, I could go nowhere else but C.S. Lewis <laughs> and so I'm just going to give you this quote if I can find it <laughs> um, he talks about no neutral grounds at all And I can't find it, that's all right. I moved some of my pages so they've gone. I'll come back to that. But he basically was saying, when there is a part of your heart or your life that's being claimed by God, there will always be a counterclaim coming from our enemy. But there's no neutral ground when you are surrendered to him and to the king because the king is going to come and bring that part of your heart back to a uh, live place in him. And he is, has given us the help of the Holy Spirit to convince us that that place in your heart and your life is the king's. Yeah. So we are not on our own on that. That victory and that conviction that we rise into is definitely coming because the king sent someone to help us. We're not alone. He said, I've sent the Holy Spirit to deliver that to you and to release that into your life. There was a king in the Old Testament that we all know and he started so well, his name was Solomon, right? Solomon started so well, didn't finish quite so well, but when he was released by the Lord to be God's king, he had both wisdom and he had insight and he had wealth. And there's um, a brilliant speaker on the kingdom and writer called Derek Morphew and he said, Because Solomon was God's king, he saw things from a perspective of the kingdom. When a man's mind is shaped by the kingdom, he becomes a great visionary. He's an expansive thinker same for us girls, not just males. (laughs) And Derek Morphew says that the enlarged size of Solomon's kingdom was the measure of an enlarged mind of the king. It's not possible to see this world, creation, mankind, life through the eyes of the kingdom and remain petty and small-minded. Today in worship, I was getting a sense that there is actually enlarged mindsets coming to you guys because you're heading into a new season where you're going to need kingly minds. You've got blood that is royal flowing through your th- through your veins and we sang about that today as well. You are already in the royal bloodline but you also need to have enlarged perspective for what your call is as a church and this message is actually about a new start and that this in- expansive perspective that's coming is going to be because you're stewarding things that are different you're stewarding things not just as children of God but as royalty where you're going to change your community because you're going to have a kingly perspective because you know the victory and you're convinced of the king in your life it's not possible to remain petty all small minded your minds are going to expand as you keep walking with the king So Luke 19, are you there? Are you ready? All right, I'm reading it from a translation that might be a bit different to yours, but stick with me, okay? It's from the Passion Translation. Cool. Verse 11, we're going to start at, but this is picking up where Zacchaeus was coming, a tax collector, and he was really wanting to see what Jesus was about. Who is this man everyone was talking about? Remember Zacchaeus, short in stature? So he climbed a tree. And Jesus called him out, and then Jesus said, I'm going to your home. And it was in that place that Jesus revealed who he was. Zacchaeus became convinced. And it was in that place that Jesus said, I think he's going to need a different perspective on how to handle what he has in his hands, which was a lot of wealth. Zacchaeus was very wealthy and he was needing a different perspective on how to live from that moment on. So, we're going to pick that up and see what the kingdom perspective is that Jesus brought to Zacchaeus in that moment of salvation, in that moment of new beginnings for him. Verse 11 while he had their attention, and because they were getting close to Jerusalem by this time, an expectation was building that God's kingdom would appear. Any moment, he told this story. Let's just stop right there. Did you see that? While he had their attention and their expectation, you guys, in this room, there is so much of your focus on what Jesus wants, and there's so much expectation that Jesus is also giving a message for you today. While you have his attention, he has your attention, expectation is in the building. Verse 12, there was once a man who descended from a royal house who needed to make a long trip back to his headquarters to get authorization for his rule and then return. But first he called ten servants together and he gave them each a sum of money and instructed them, operate with this until I return. But the citizens there hated him and so they sent a commission out and they sent a petition to oppose his rule. We don't want this man to rule us. Stopping there for a moment as well. There is always a clash of kingdoms when God's handing out stuff. There is always a clash because there's no neutral ground. There is giving and then that will be also challenged by our enemy. Let's see what happens in this story. So verse 15. When he came back, bringing the authorization of his rule, he called the ten servants to whom they had given mo- he had given money to find out what they had done. And the first said, Master, I've doubled your money. I hear a cheer from the crowds. <laughs> and he said, good servant, great work, because you've been trustworthy in this small job, I'm going to make you a governor of ten towns. Then he said to the second, "Master, sorry, then the second said, Master, I need 50%, I made, sorry, 50% profit of money. And I'm putting, Jesus Just sorry, then he said, I'm getting all muddled up here. And then he said, I'm putting you in charge of five towns. And again, the crowd went, (laughs) woohoo. The next servant said, master, here is your money, safe and sound. I kept it hidden in the cellar. To tell you the truth, I was a little afraid. I know you have high standards and you hate sloppiness and you don't suffer fools gladly. He said, you're right, I don't suffer fools gladly and you've acted like a fool. Why didn't you at least invest the money in securities so that when I came back there was a little interest on it? And then he said to those standing there, take that money from him and give it to the servant who doubled my stake. They said, Master, he's already got double. And that's when he said, This is what I mean risk your life, and you will get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. And as for those enemies of mine who petitioned against my rule, clear them out of here. I don't want to see their faces around here again. Risk it all. That's what Jesus said to, in the story to tell Zacchaeus about what to do when the king comes into your life. Risk it all. But it's interesting that he also let us know that while Jesus is giving us things to do, there is going to be opposition. There is going to be challenge and people that aren't going to want to live in that place of risk. They're going to be like that servant who wants to play it safe. And they don't want they don't know the king well enough that he's a good and generous king and that you can give away and then more comes. There is an awareness that we get to choose what level we want to engage in. They all receive something from the king. We've all received something from the king. So the challenge and the excitement for me in this new season for you as a church for us as a movement is we have things in our hands that the king has already given us and he wants to multiply it for our city's sake for our town's sake for our street our school wherever we are he wants to multiply what's in our hands because there's no neutral ground you cannot just hold the bag He wants increase in your life because you have the king that's wanting to give victory in every place. Don't play it safe. Pine rivers, don't play it safe. Take that level of adventure and risk and see what he does with what's in your hands. Now for me, I've just been living a little bit in this, what does it look like to have a king that actually has said, go and do stuff with what I've given. And I discovered that that actual phrase in verse 13, in the King James, they say, occupy till I come. That's how they translated it. If you look at some other versions, which you might have, not only operate with this until I return, which is what I just read, but also there's do business with this. And I started getting confused, going, business? Dizzy, what else ought to be? What's going on? What's this kingdom business? And then another phrase in verse 13 says, put that money to work. Can money be active? Can what we've got be active? So I started to do a bit of digging, and this is my favourite thing, just to dig a little deeper. And I discovered that there were some other layers of this phrase in verse 13 of occupy till I come. And the first layer is that real sense of, we know it because we see it around our nation, that sense of being very forceful, and like a military term, seize the day, seize that space. You know, occupy can be very forceful in the way sounds, and I bless all the hearts of the warriors here that are that just like that, because I know there are some of you that you're just wanting to take new ground. That is being obedient to the king, occupying. There's also a few other layers hidden inside this word. And this was so surprising to me. And I wonder whether you already know that occupy also has a sense of being capable and have a capacity that when Jesus says occupy this space, he's actually talking about you increase. There is an increase of capacity and capability, (laughs) Woohoo! and it's about how much can you hold? How much are you receptive for? It's about grasping and taking hold of what he's giving you with force, but also just recognising that when you do, your capacity is actually going to grow. So my question right now, and your question perhaps will be, how much can you handle? rather than how much are you handling. How much can you handle? How will you see increase? How capable are you, how receptive are you of receiving more? What are you going to look like and what's your capacity going to look like as your enlarged perspective goes, there's always more from the king. How much can you handle? How much can you comprehend of his love? It's not just an individual question. It's also a community question. How much can this community, how much can our movement hold? How much are we capable of? There is so much more in this new season that's coming for us. That question is paramount. How much are you wanting to hold and carry for the King for the sake of our cities? For the sake of receiving more from the King and receiving multiplication? So he gives you authority and power and that's right now to be capable to see increase. He gives you authority and power to be capable of increase. How much do you want? How much can you handle? How much are you capable of? Hidden inside that word, occupy until I come, is also another interesting phrase. And it's a really long Greek phrase, and I'm not Greek, so I'm not going to say it, but it's got the first five letters of pragma. Pragma is another way of saying trade or exchange. So underneath that command of how much of occupy until you come, is this do business with this. And Jesus saying put this money to work is this exchange thought. So not only how much we hold and capable of, but also that there is also an exchange that goes on through your hands. And he will bring increase and gain through every exchange that you release. So we've got three ph- phases of that word occupying. We've got military force, seizing, rah, rah, rah We've got the next one where there's capacity to hold and we've got as a community where we see exchange going on that's going to bring increase for your city and for you personally. Doesn't that sound like our humble king? who exchanged all, doesn't that sound like our humble king who gave all, sacrificed all and he's saying to us that not only are you to be warriors seizing and invading and forcefully advancing which you already are, he's saying that increase is coming to you when you allow what's in your hand to leave your hand. That's the risk because we want to hold on to things, don't we? We want to hold on to even our emotions. We want to hold on to everything that we experience. But even what we saw today, generous kingdom living is always releasing more and seeing that grow. Because Occupy is not only to take over, it's to turn something over. It's to release something in kingdom trade. The more you let and allow leave your hands, the more you're going to see increase and capacity to grow. So the increase of government is on you, Pine Rivers. The increase of leading your city to life is on you. It's on us as a movement. And the fun part, that five-letter word, pragma, also means practical. Yay, because in the vineyard we're so down to earth It's really good that Jesus was saying, make it practical, make it real, make it authentic. What you have in your hands, what he's invested in you, it's really important to him that it's down to earth, that it's actually something that hits the ground and it's not just us praying and wondering if anything's going to happen, but we see measurable results of polio being healed. We see things happening that are actually going to be down to earth. And so I just want to tell you a really quick story about one of those experiences that we saw at YVV, which is a little bit different to the normal thing that you would hear on a Sunday, perhaps. I don't know. This is a story about Brad, and some of you may have met Brad. He's just a true blue Aussie, so this pragma word that's him he's a farmer he was just he's an amazing guy that has a lot of insight in God but he loves to just get out into the land and he um, came to the city which was a really big exchange for him (laughs) because he wanted to do a theology degree he came and he found a wife so they bought a house and in this new house as they were establishing it farmer Brad wanted to build a beautiful garden because that's what his language was and that's what his experience was that's his expertise so he started to plant fruit trees he started to plant a huge veggie garden and then he noticed something in his backyard in the suburbs there were no bees and so he started to look why are there no bees in this environment where would the bees be in suburbia he knew that as a farmer but he's like what's going on here there's no bees and so one sunday morning as we didn't know he was carrying on this conversation with the lord as his gardening saying where are the bees he brings up this amazing story and for me if there's any amazing story coming i get my phone out and i say can i record this because i love to be able to listen to stories that build my faith. So I can tell you the date of this because I recorded it, it was in 2010. And I want to tell you this story because it has relevance for 2016 and what's happening for us right now. So back to the story, record. These are Brad's words. The fruit trees, they're not blossoming. The fruit trees, they're flowering, but there's nothing to pollinate them. How are they going to produce fruit? So he's going through with his very farmer mind man of the land, wondering how he's going to get these bees. At the same time, he's participating in our church series about being attentive to the Lord in your life, what's happening in your daily life that's actually where God is breaking in. So he's got expectation and he's got the attention of what he wants to see change in his environment. And so he says, one day I was looking out the back door and there was a black cloud coming towards my backyard. it was a swarm of bees. They landed in his backyard on a tree where he was just watching it all happen. It was just like this massive storm. They're bees, they're coming to my backyard. This colony of bees chose that area because he'd planted things that were going to produce. He'd already gone ahead of the arrival of the colony of bees. you're seeing a metaphor. So the next thing Brad says in his story, I hope they stay. I hope that colony stays in my backyard. And what's the other important thing in a colony of bees? Having a queen. I'm talking about the king today. But he was looking for what was going to produce health in that colony that then would produce health in his backyard. Did the kingdom arrive when... Brad planted his first, did the colony, did did it arrive when he planted his first tree or when the bees arrived? For people that want to buy honey from Brad, did did the blessing of what he had prayed for and looked for, did that arrive when Brad planted his first tree, when he started asking the question, what do I need in this situation, or did that arrive when the bees came and there's a jar of honey? We often think that delay, there's nothing happening. Meanwhile, Brad was planting, doing what he was going to do to create health in that suburb in his backyard, and that is how the kingdom works for us. What's in your heart, some of those questions and those conversations that you're having right now are actually seeds planted by the Holy Spirit because the king has already sent his spirit to train you, to release you into confidence that he's with you so that you're going to see health in your backyard wherever you are. The colony of heaven is like that colony of bees. They're waiting to land and bring health wherever you are. And that is just a simple, practical thing that he's looking for. We often think, oh, I can't create a city and multiply that with what Jesus' story was in Luke 19. But you can plant a seed and grow a fruit tree. And then you can have a metaphor, which this is why it's interesting. Brad and his wife and his two children... They are trained and they are now serving their dream that was in their heart when Brad came to do a theology degree, to serve in Africa, in Niger. They are now selling honey as part of <laughs> getting funds. I, I only remembered that story because someone showed me that they were selling honey for bread. <laughs> But the bigger picture is that now he's gone with a story and the backyard where they're living was no trees. They've been there since January and it's totally green already just in their backyard there. So wherever we go, God is building multiplication in us which is gonna bring life to all of us. There's a book that I just have been hugely impacted by and it's called Let Your Life Speak. I'm going to finish with this because I just feel like for you as a community, there's a prophetic word not only on what you're capable of and what you're seizing at the moment and what you're praying for practically to see grow out of the ground where you're planting seeds, but your life is speaking not only to others but to you as well. And this guy called Parker Palmer, he talks about how metaphors really matter. And so when Jesus uses metaphors, how often does he use agricultural metaphors, right? So that colony of bees, for me, is a very powerful image. And so when Jesus taught, he always used metaphors about agriculture. And that's because he wants us to get the idea that as, as stewards, we have a mediating role where we're following and leading at the same time. There's always this cycle going on where we're learning and following and we're also leading at the same time. I wonder if you've been aware of that. It's like what we saw with bread, but the king's talking to us today about abundance and about wealth and what's in your hand. Will you be able to capa- and be capable of taking more? Because he's wanting you to know that wealth is also community Abundance is also community. Because very often we think that it's only about money. And so we read that story and investment It's like, oh, well, I'm not wealthy, I'm not like Zacchaeus, so I've got nothing to offer. But he's actually teaching us something more, Vineyard, at the moment. He's actually saying, what if we think of abundance as shared life? What if that's our currency? We use the word family, but what if shared life is actually the abundance that we have to offer. What if, as Parker Palmer says, to the human world, abundance doesn't automatically happen, it's created when we have the sense to choose community, to come together to celebrate what we share in our common store. Where there's a scarce resource, whether the scarcity is money, or the scarcity is love, or the scarcity is power, or the scarcity is words, we generate more of whatever is scarce by trusting the supply and passing it around. I could tell you so many stories of a personal way of how God taught me that because he kept on giving me big, large envelopes of money to pass on to other people. Can you pass this on to so-and-so? I don't want them to know it was me, but it's from God. It happened ten times in a row. And I had to allow my heart to be trained that the scarcity was for someone else, but I got to be a mediator, following and leading someone else's God's supply. So very often, how are you if you're the middle person? How are you if you are passing on something that is only going through your hands? it's not actually going to stay with you. That's what the value of your community at Pine River is, that you have such a rich community that as people come they receive and then they pass it on. I imagine that there might be a bees that would land in your backyard if you were building a garden. Community doesn't just create abundance, community is abundance. So, I want us to have that enlarged vision as we go forward as a movement and as a church where we recognize that what's in our hands is actually who's also alongside us. And because you people, you've just, you do so well with honoring, you do so well with celebrating who people are and their identity. And I just want to release you into a whole new sense of you're going to do that through community in a very powerful way in this next season. And it's going to multiply and it's going to be bring wealth as well, but it's also going to bring people into your environments, who then are going to find victory in their heart because the King's amongst your exchange. And there's always gain when there's exchange. So, Father, I just want to bless my friends here. I want to bless them with with rapid responses to prayers. Just like we're experiencing in different parts of this, this nation, the Father's moving quickly. We heard that from Sydney, from our Cabramatta friends. So, Lord, would you just release rapid responses to the prayers of your people? Where they're needing to see health in an environment because there's scarcity, would you release the kingdom dynamic? Would you put into people that are already thinking about things, solutions, dreams, books, practical ways of serving their community that's going to be new and multiplied because the capacity is growing? I just want to invite you all to stand because he's just going to release a corporate anointing for this right now and I say that because there's something really unique about what he's doing in this season for this church and for you who are here as part of the church those of us who are visiting we're going to take it back as well because this is the Lord releasing stuff that's new for the new season so Lord we start to say right now enlarge our perspective Release us from any spirit that would cause us to be small minded and petty. Break it off now in Jesus' name and release the kingdom perspective of generosity, the kingdom ex- experience of abundance in your name, Jesus. And even right now, I just release envisioned hearts that would no longer be holding but would be giving away in a new level. And that, that, Lord, you would be multiplying and increasing even this week, even this day with new stories. We look for the signs from heaven. We look for them like the bees arriving in our backyard that will provide all that we need for our heart's desire. Lord, we thank you for honey that's serving in Niger. We thank you for release of Arabic speakers in Cabramatta. We thank you, Lord, that polio is being healed. We thank you that we just need to be free from anything that's holding us back from receiving the abundance of the kingdom, because that's who we are. Thank you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, right now, I just ask that you would release understanding and insight in my friends here every person not one person missing that you they would know what's in their hands lord that they would know what you have given them for the very next thing they'd be focusing on and having conversation with and holy spirit that you would start that conversation and that stirring in them right now if they've dropped something and they've left it in the bag that they would pick it up again and know that's what they're created for they would know that they've got something of the kingdom to give away, and in the exchange, they're going to see multiplication. For those that have scarcity in money, I release right now in your name, Jesus, an increase of income and surprises and checks in the mail, if they exist still, <laughs> deposits in your internet account from Centrelink, wherever it comes from, that there would be increase. Of finances for what's in your hearts and if it's not coming from heaven like the bees that it would come through community that there would just be an exchange of resources that would make us feel so full, that would make us feel like the supply is never going to end, we get to party and we get to go to the fridge and it's always full, we get to go to anyone's house and know that we are sharing an environment of the kingdom whether they know the king or whether we're bringing the kingdom So as we just move now into a place of just seeing the Lord releasing his healing on those that need healing and of seeing the Lord coming and bringing increase with what's in your hand, I just invite um, however it works here for the vineyard leaders to come and um, be praying together and exchanging the blessing of increase today.